Basically, and we're just gonna yeah, we're have just a really we're just gonna have a fun weekend. You know? We deserve it. We don't have time for a fun weekend <laughs> at all, but we're gonna we're gonna do it. Do it, and we're gonna have a good time. Um, also, we're have a good time. <gasps> I know you're about to say something, but I just need to tell you that I saw a guy on campus <gasps> Wait, wearing I a saw sweater. Him too. He was wearing a shirt or a sweater, and it said "Have a good time." Yes. <laughs> He was a tall Asian guy, and he was wearing, yes. um, like, headphones, and I was yep. like, I wanted to ask him. I was, it like, sticking like my phone out. It looks like he made the sweatshirt, too. Know, and, and it was, was like, sort of, have you listened to the artistry books? It was sort of in He's a, our biggest fan. He, like, doesn't even know. I felt like it was in this sort of old-tinier-looking font. It was like, in, like, a little gothic, bit of a old-tinier yeah. font. Um, but anyway, someone out there is wearing a sweater that says, have a good time. And if you know where to get that sweater, I kind of want one. I think we should just make our own. I think we'll just make one. I think what we'll episode make... did you say that? I in? wish I could remember. Yeah. It, it was such a Yo, natural thing. You know what? You're probably right. You're probably or right. Or Artemisia right. Gentiles. Artemisia. Oh, that was one it of might the first have been, ones. It was a long time it ago. It might have been that. Yeah. yeah. Something, it just naturally came out. It was like, have a good time. And it, like, had the vocal fry <laughs> and everything. And, and now it just, it's a perfect way. Fry. It's a perfect way to just exit a situation. Have like, a good time. Because, like, that's really our the message that we want to send to you all when we sign off. Have a good time. Just have a Whatever good that means to you, time. just yeah, have a good time. I hope you're having a good time. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Speaking of having a good time, we are recording on the most holiest of holidays. Oh. 420 Blazer. 420. Oh my god. Um, oh my god. I saw this really, oh, I saw this really hilarious um, post today. It was on Instagram and it was just a guy sticking his head through like beads and it said, guys, <laughs> I like it already. It was like, guys sticking his head through like beaded curtain tells you about what 420 really means. <laughs> and it was perfect because we've all been there. So I really don't care what this day means at all. But I mean, if you, oh, here it is. Guy poking head through beaded curtain can tell you exactly why it's called 420. Oh Wasn't it started by like some, like a, like, college kids or something? I like, guess so. And it just took off. And then some, some crazy shit came out that it had something to do with, like, Nazis, because they were like, it's Hitler's birthday. And I was like, is it Hitler's, is it Hitler's birthday? birthday? I don't know. I'm, I'll look Reddit. it up. Yeah, look it up. Find that out. I don't know if it is, but, like... What's cool, though? Who cares? I just... <laughs> Blaze it. Blaze it. Um, <laughs> I just put this together, though. Oh, Yesterday... Shit. It is his birthday. Is it really? Oh, dang it. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck you, Hitler. That's not good. That's not good at all. Who did that? That's not good. <laughs> um, but it's not about Hitler. It's not. It's about Blaze Yeah, exactly. But also, fun fact, yesterday, April 19th, is Bicycle Day, <gasps> which is oh. the day... Um, in which LSD was invented in, I want to say, 1934. Oh. Um, 1930s. So it was either 1934 or 1939, this I think. This is such a cool story. It is. Um, the dude that invented LSD, he's just like a chemist. 
And he was not trying to invent LSD. He was just doing stuff with chemicals. And it got in his system somehow. Like, he magically yeah. invented it, and then it got in his system because when you're working with chemicals, <laughs> shit gets on your hands, shit gets everywhere. It does. And he got into his I, system. Yeah. He went for a fucking bike ride, and he had the first LSD trip. So it's called Bicycle Day. And yeah, it's April 19th, so we've got... What year was this that he did this? Was it like I'm asking because... Okay. Because I was envisioning him being on one of those really old bikes with a big ass front wheel. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't think it was one of those. It was. But like, it, was it was the '30s. That's disappointing it was a to my my imagination, but it's fine. Because I think it's it was so 34, and that was the year my grandma was born. So like, oh. it's not, it was a minute ago. Because yeah. people psychedelic people don't seem like people don't realize that LSD. LSD was out there in, like, the 30s and 40s. It just didn't really hit the scene until the 60s. Dude, yeah. Did you know that the the guy, the same guy who got high on his bike when he synthesized LSD, he got, like, stupid crazy high. Yeah. He got yeah. dumb high. Because he had, like, mega no dosages. Yeah, yeah. Like, they had no idea how strong the shit was. Ooh. So he was, like, on another planet mm-hmm. completely. Speaking of... The way LSD just kind of gets in you. Um, there's a great <laughs> documentary on Netflix that both Corey and I watched. Um, and what was it called again? The Sunshine the Makers? The Sunshine Makers. The Sunshine Makers. Y'all need to check it out. It's really interesting. It's about these... So good. Basically these two dudes that were responsible for the majority of acid production in the 60s. Like, they made that good, good yeah, acid. They, that, like synthesized. Exactly. Pure stuff. They made the 60s happen, basically, sure. because they were all like, this is going to change the world. And, and it did. And it did. Um, and yeah. it's, it's cool, too, because now they're, like, old old dudes and, like... Eccentric as fuck. Yeah, but they're great. They're really great. And, like, one of them is still, like, living living the message. He still thinks LSD is going to change the world. And then the other one's like, I mean, I still think LSD is great, but I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's great. I don't want to spoil. There's so so many good little moments in that where I'm like, oh, I love these guys and I love everything about it. Um, but there's the one part, the reason I mention it is because they made their own sort of like gorilla lab to synthesize this shit and they talk about how they were just high all the time. Like, mm-hmm. they were just tripping, like, low-grade tripping most of the time. And I think that was, like, kind of the beginnings of this idea of microdosing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because they were working on synthesizing this, like, super pure acid that was, what was it called? Sunshine? Orange, Orange sunshine. sunshine. yeah. Orange sunshine. And so, because nothing's perfect in a lab, and I would know because I work in a lab. <laughs> I work in a lab, and you can wear gloves as much as you want, but, you know, stuff still gets through. And so, they were just kind of getting micro high all the time. And I want to talk to someone who works in, you know, what is it? Like, just the tech world. Like, I feel oh, like it's there's tech Silicon people. Valley, it is... It is such a thing. Microdosing in Silicon Valley is like, yeah. I don't know, just to think outside the box. It I like helps I could, their creativity. Yeah. I wish I could get on that hype. It's what it sounds small. like. It's micro. It's, it's to where it just gives you like all of those little feelings and all those little like, you know, your your third eyes opening up, like all of those Your vibes. third eyes, like not all the way open. It's just sort of like waking up. It's like, oh, what? Like, fuck, what time is it? Your third eye is like kind of hung over and is like, oh man, did I post stuff on Snapchat? Oh, just, just peeking man. through that third eye. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so drugs. 
Uh, that's um, that's what we celebrate at the end of April for some reason. I guess so. Why not? Spring is starting. You know, the weather's getting warmer. People, it's festival season apparently. Yes, so, it y'all, is. y'all is out there at Coachella. I don't know. I see. dude, we need to try. Okay, so I have personally never had a huge interest in going to Coachella because it's just everyone's Same. fucking there. However, the art is dope at Coachella. Man. Like it has, it is yeah, currently Coachella Music and Arts Festival. Yeah, and the art there is like real good. And like, there's a whole Instagram for Desert X, which is like the art installation right. portion of Coachella, and it's just so fucking sick. And I think it would be really fun and cool if we like covered it next year. Like, I, I mean, feel I'm, like I'm that down. would, I feel like that would be like a good thing because it's 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 cool shit, and it's also like a lot of people that wouldn't normally experience art, like they're at Coachella because it's the thing to do, right. and then mm-hmm. they get to interact with all this really cool visual material. Yeah, yeah, it seems like we'll it's a Burning go... Man, like you know, Junior, Burning yeah, Man, Junior, more like. Yeah, and, like, I know uh, most of what I see about Coachella are, like, the fashion trends where they're, like, like Native American headdresses they're and, like, just white supermodels. Unabashedly appropriating corners. <laughs> and, like, doily tops. But, like, if we go, I'll just probably wear what I'm wearing right now, which is a baseball cap and a flannel, because I would just be there to look at the art. Jenny looks like uh, Luke Danes from Gilmore Girls right now. That's true. And it's hella she cute. She looks amazing. Yeah, she looks like a hella cute Luke Danes. Like, Thank you. Oof. Yeah, it's super cute. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I hate that I am just such a cynical person because I feel like I'd be at Coachella like... You guys, we'd have hella fun. If we went together, we would yeah, have... Who gives a shit? You're it would, right. We would have a good time. I take myself too seriously. <laughs> so It'd be fun. And regardless, like... Everyone plays at Coachella. Like, I'm actually super jealous because the only tour dates right now that Kendrick Lamar has are fucking Coachella. Like, and I'm like... Damn. And exactly. He just (laughs) dropped damn, and it's going to be, like, fire. It's going to be amazing. And, like, all those Coachella peeps get to, like, experience that. So, there's so... Everyone, everyone goes to Coachella. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where I totally get it. But at the same time, like, anyone can find, I think, their niche, their group, their sure. thing at Coachella. You yeah, know? you're probably right. You're probably right. And I think it it would be a good thing to do at least once. Just, like, I want to go to Burning Man one day. Oh, hell yeah. Even though I feel like I have nothing in common with people <laughs> who go to Burning Man. I'm like, uh, cool, you're out here, like, kind of naked. In the, well, I like, straight up want dust. I want to straight up cover like Burning Man ephemeral art because they just like and we, and we will they make the coolest shit and then they burn that shit to the ground. Dude. It's so cool, <laughs> you know. And once again, I think I'm just being a, a cynical shit talker because it's probably hella cool and I'm just like whatever. Dude, it's I do the same it. thing. I do the same thing. I don't know. I have a weird like I dig festy culture and I just like and and I like that festivals all have their own personality so yeah. I kind of want to like experience yeah. as many yeah. of them as I can to like get sure. the different personalities of as many as I can I'm going to a metal festival tomorrow that's dope. yeah you are that's cool. I'm only going to be there for one day but they're having a metal festival out in Tahoe That'll so if fun. any of our art history babes listeners are at spring meltdown at Lake Tahoe actually why am I even saying this you're not going to hear this episode <laughs> You're not gonna hear this for a little while, so never mind. Just if yeah. you if you were there, you know what? Have you had fun? If you were there and you thought you saw me, 
it was me. But yeah, anyway, so we're doing kind of something different. We're doing a little like kind of bonus episode <laughs> today, um, mostly because we are hella stressed out of our feces and freaking we don't out. we don't really have time to do extra research right no. now. Um, but also we got this this request request from a listener named Hillary um, asking if we could do a show about being art history students. Um, and she oh, basically. Man brought up that like she's a young aspiring art historian and she was like I'm sure there are plenty of other young aspiring art historians that listen to you guys that feel apprehensive about pursuing the degree especially in our economic and political climate I would love to hear about your experiences what grad school is like where you plan to take your education etc 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 um Justin <laughs> that's what I was etc um, we got some tension headaches <laughs> Dude, I... Too real. Dude, in high school, I took Excedrin, like, every day of my life. Whoa, I know. Why were you that stressed out in high school? <laughs> because I had dance practice every day oh, at 6 in the morning. Damn. And Excedrin has caffeine in it. So I was, like, popping Excedrin, and then I got to a certain age, I was like, this is fucking my liver up. Like, oh, so I don't... No. I haven't yeah. I haven't touched Excedrin or acetaminophen Good. in years and years Good. to try and, like, make up for it. But I was taking that shit every day. Don't do that. <laughs> That's a lesson number one about yeah. being an art history student. Don't. Do not take Excedrin every day. Yeah, if you're... Yeah. Drink a glass of wine. Do that I feel like it was... <laughs> honestly, though, I feel like I was low-key, like, I was being, like, a high school dancer, like, like, prepping myself for the dance world, even though I didn't, like, go that direction. Because in the, like, dance world, dance world, people just do, like, mad coke and then practice choreography oh, all night long. I believe it. That I is, do, too. That is, that's a real thing. <laughs> I've like, heard that about the dance world. Yeah, do so you, I was just doing yeah. that, like, low-key 15-year-old style. <laughs> I think that's what they left out of Black Swan. I think Natalie Portman's character was just coked out oh, and paranoid. Yeah. I think she was just... Well, because you need like, the, you need, because it's yeah. so much physical exertion, you <laughs> oh need something to keep you going. And also, the dance community, it's getting better, but unfortunately for a long time, the dance community, yeah. it's fosters, yeah, shit, exactly, yeah. it fosters eating disorders. Right. So it's it like, you does. can't, you can't be eating food, so you just do cocaine. Um, anyway. 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 <laughs> we are going off on the weirdest <laughs> drug tangents tonight. We are. And, you like, know what's great is, I feel like our listeners are really going to get to know us tonight, and... <laughs> I am just really if glad. If they didn't already. If, yeah. you're, if you're listening right now, I feel like we're going to have a really intimate conversation tonight. I and think so, so too. I just pull, pull up a seat with us, just, if you, know, you will. Get cozy. Get yeah. nice and warm on the couch and have um. an intimate conversation with us. <laughs> So where were we? Um, yes. Um, <laughs> be, uh, before we finish, though, I also want to just be like, I'm not trying to talk mad shit about the dance world because it means, like, the world to me. It's very, oh, very close to my heart. Dude, dance is um, life. Yeah. Dance is, Dan yeah, it's has a, been weaved throughout the fabrics of uh, all of our lives. <laughs> me and River Dance, Michael oh, Flatley. Yeah. He was the fastest footed man in the world <laughs> at the time. Yeah. We're going to talk about being art history students tonight. It's very going to be very freeform but hopefully we can give you an idea at least of our experiences and what maybe you can expect to experience if this is a field you're looking at going into um i think we're gonna kind of break it up a little bit first half here we're gonna talk about undergrad ah uh, the golden years the golden years coming uh, out of high school just doughy-eyed like ready to do it hillary thank you for your email because um this is gonna be fun to talk about um, I had no idea I was going to be an art historian. When I graduated from high school, 
I had this whole plan to go to a four-year college and bless my parents, you know, they tried and they made some like bad investments. And so the money that they thought they were going to make was gone. And so I had no money to go to school and I got these random scholarships. I got a scholarship for like just being Latina and I was the only person who applied and I was like, cool. And it was <laughs> a small scholarship. It was a couple hundred dollars. And so I decided, like, bless you. Bless you. Thousand pardons. Uh, What was I saying? Oh, yeah. I decided to just go to community college, and I explored so many options. You definitely save money that way, if nothing else. Gosh, you know, if you're that young listening to us, go to community college. You'll be fine. At least for, like, a year. Yeah. Knock out some gen eds. Exactly. Don't pay that, that top dollar for uh GE credits that's ridiculous and coming in your sophomore year is the same as your freshman year like it's the same I'm vibe sure yeah I felt it's like the, the same, same person thing, my yeah. freshman year versus my sophomore year you're gonna be hanging out with the same people the same amount of partying totally. it's fine and who knows it might just completely change your mind about whatever you thought you wanted to do because I went into college thinking that I was going to be a political science major and that I was going to one day be a lawyer and I just had this whole like plan like I'm going to be a lawyer and I'm going to you would be a great represent lawyer. the you little, the little yeah. man and and I had all these ideas and then and then I went to community college and I was like yo poli size sucks you know mm-hmm. and and I just didn't have a good time and but I had this amazing art history professor and she introduced me to the artist that I'm writing my thesis on now. And she introduced us to like Cindy Sherman and nice. like Yoko Ono. And I already knew about Yoko, but I didn't really know about her art and yeah. was like, what? And so I just had such an eye-opening experience of her. And so I knew when I transferred. And I transferred as a junior, which was rough. Like, because I felt all this pressure. Like I needed to hurry up and finish school in two years. You don't need to do that. That's just being more debt. It's fine. <laughs> like you're gonna be in debt anyway. <laughs> but um, but I don't know. I just I went right into art history and I had a great time. Yeah, I had really a great did. time. I really um, did have a great time. Yeah, for me, it's it's actually interesting because it's something that was like a part of me from a very like. Like, definitely high school. I took an art appreciation class. I took a lot of art classes, too. But I took an art appreciation class, and I loved the shit out of it. Like, it was, it was, like, one of my favorite classes in undergrad, or not undergrad, high school. And the funny thing is, like, not trying to, like, talk smack or anything, but the teacher wasn't that good. So, like, it was, like, the material was interesting, and it just, like, kind of made me come alive in a weird way. And, like, I really enjoyed it. And so art was always very important to me. And I went to college being like, okay, I like art. Like, art seems like a good thing. And I went to college um, when I got into my freshman year. I was a design major because Mm -hmm. I was kind of doing that whole I'm trying to do, like, I'm trying to be responsible, like, you know, and design. You make money in design and whatever. And I actually had a great time. I I experienced a lot. It was also crazy hard. It was in a really good design program. And it was, like, a lot of work. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. It was like the right thing for me, but I did that. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll be an art teacher. And I was like, going to go into art education. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll do nonprofit management. Maybe I'll do sociology. Maybe like, and then I just like, I don't know. I want, yeah, kind of similar. Like I just wanted to like help the little guy. I want to like do something that was like going to make me feel like I was like 
some kind of fucking savior or something. <laughs> and like, and then we'll save the world. Exactly. Um, I was just looking for meaning like so hard. And so I did that for a while. And then I, in the end, at towards the end of undergrad, I ended up coming back to art history. Um, I actually only got my minor in art history in undergrad. I didn't do a major. Um, and that's because I didn't have a major at my undergrad. But um, I ended up coming back to it, and it was like, it made me so happy. And I, I, I even, I remember talking to one of my closest friends, like, and this is my fifth year in undergrad. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing art history now. He's like, so you're doing exactly what you started doing. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least for me, I'm one of those situations where it was always there. I felt it. It's what I needed to be doing, and I just ignored it. Um, and in the end, I ended up doing it anyways. Yeah. So if it is there, like, if you feel that kind of passion about art at a young age, like, don't pretend like it's nothing would be like my yeah. biggest thing because I yeah. and that's where I ended up back at anyways. Yeah. And and I needed to take my little detour, but like, you, yeah, don't ignore, don't ignore that like desire yeah. to do something with art because. There is plenty to do with art. Like, it's, you know, it's obviously not as surefire of a thing as, like, going into, like, Wall Street or banking or something like that. Well, even that's not as surefire. Exactly, exactly. That is so real, and I feel like all of us can say that when we were very, very young, art, you know, art, in quotation marks, like, that (laughs) really meant a lot to us, and it was there, and it was a part of our upbringing, like... I know that I grew up with a dad who was, like, super into, like, Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo and, like, all of the Mesoamerican, like, artifacts. We had all kinds of stuff all over our house that was, like, you know, pseudo-Aztec, you know, because my parents are Mexican and, and we had a lot of art and I always grew up with it and my dad was always kind of radical and he would give me just crazy books and so I have these huge books of like oh this is from the like archaeology museum in Mexico City or like these books showing images out of like Aztec codices and I was like whoa human sacrifice and I was like a little ass kid you know and I think I, I feel like if you grow up with art that's a good way to know if you're gonna like working in the art field or not and so I I don't know I would yeah. I, I don't think either I don't think any of us didn't grow up with art see I didn't grow up are with you art. serious I, that's what like I feel like didn't yeah I feel like I've said that no. on here plenty of times I didn't I mean my I must mom, have just not been paying attention because <laughs> you just blew my fucking mind I mean I, I feel like like I, I would go to museums and I loved going to museums but art was never really like promoted to me yeah exactly like Um, my mom is like she was she had a photography phase um I remember in like middle school she had like an MC Escher book that was dope but that's kind of the extent of it I was not presented with art my family actually like a lot of people in my family are musicians Mm -hmm. which you know and I have a huge love for music and I was brought up with a lot of music Mm -hmm. and I love I'm so grateful for that But visual art was not something that was... Yeah. Wow. It was like music... History was very emphasized, and that's probably more of where, like, me going to museums came in a lot. Like, both my parents were very historically, like, knowledgeable, and it's still art, obviously. But, um, yeah, no, for me, I, I, like, 
looking back, it totally made sense that I've ended up where I ended up, but I didn't understand art history as a concept, Me let either. alone a discipline until yeah, I was a that it was even a thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I guess, like, for me, it's more, it was something that when I was in my, like, formative years, when I was in high school, it literally, like, happened to me. I was like, this is, this makes me feel something on, like, a very visceral level. It, it definitely, I was not That's prepped amazing. for this, like, in any way. Um, so I think in terms of undergrad art history type stuff, like, I would say play around. Like, you can, you can take art history classes and you can be in the arts but like you can also explore other fields and I think in the end if you end up in art history it's gonna make you better at it because you understand because the thing about art history as an academic discipline is it does get kind of as we've talked about so many times it gets kind of stuffy and it gets very yeah. like there's a very regimented way of doing things sometimes so I think it's really good for like to keep to do that and learn as much as you can but you know take actual art classes yeah. or yeah. take other humanities classes Definitely. like explore other stuff because that makes your art history skills that much better yeah it does I mean especially because like at, at this point with like our own research we don't just look at art books, art history books. Hell like no. we tap into like foreign language and theology and philosophy and history and so like theology, psychology, yeah, anthropology, and Dude, yeah. and that's the cool thing about art history as it is now. And I think it's becoming more and more emphasized, and that it's one of the more interdisciplinary. Um, fields that you can get into especially the further along you go into it like it's so much more than just being like this is when this painting was commissioned <laughs> this is the prince that commissioned it dude it's that is so real because i feel like there is not any art historian out there who has that title art mm. historian who is grounded in literally just the history of an art artifact or whatever right. like you can't be an art historian without being like a junior archaeologist being like an everything. anthropologist right. a sociologist like someone versed in theory because at the end of the day what art history is and what so it's a such a common misconception what so many people don't understand is it's like we just look at human creations and we try to make sense of them in like a cultural historical, historical social personal psychological context. It's like so you can come at that from literally a billion different ways it's like yeah we to me anyways and i think increasingly like being an art historian is being a, a someone who studies visual materials and makes sense out of that and that is like everything you know yeah. So there's so much to it, and so if it is something you love, don't pigeonhole yourself. Yeah. Nat's here. Nat made it. Oh, so one of our babes just made it. There's going to be a lot of noise for a second. Nat's here. Natalie's so here. Nat's like the loudest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so loud. Oh, man. I'm getting, like, excited oh. talking about the virtues the of virtues. an art historical education. <laughs> Hello, listeners. <laughs> Nat's here. Nat made it. Um, what were we okay, saying? Okay, so we're still kind of talking about um, undergraduate experiences okay. in art history a little and, like, how we navigated that. I don't know if you have anything. How we got 
to say one day in our undergrads, I want to study art history. Mine was kind of in my first art history class just because I loved my professor. Yeah. Like, I loved her. And I still, I mean, I still keep in touch with her. She um, was the head of the department, so she became my advisor. And she helped me get an internship at a gallery. And I helped her curate an exhibition in San Francisco. Like, I love her. And she just made me laugh and was so smart. And it's cool to see powerful, intelligent women. So um, that was kind of my first introduction to art history. And I immediately fell in love. And yeah. Didn't have many professors because it was such a small department. Same. So yeah. grew attached <laughs> to all of them. And right. mostly women. And was kind of just like, wow, what a badass group of women. And I knew I loved art, so. Oh my god, you just touched on something that I think we're going to get more into in our second um, half of this episode, but art history departments <laughs> <The estrogen>. and, <laughs> like, the estrogen levels. Yeah, um, so much estrogen. Oh, oh baby. Oh, baby. It gets rough. <laughs> um, I really appreciate the men. You know, mm-hmm. and, and we'll talk about this more, but even in undergrad, like, and I'm speaking from a TA's perspective, because to be honest, I'm just going to be really, oh, really go. honest. Jen's just getting real honest. I'm going to get so honest. Um, <laughs> when I was an undergrad, um, getting my degree in art history, I was doing pretty well. Like, I will say that I had A's and I wrote good papers and I was having a good time, but, um, <laughs> I was also working all the time, and I also smoked a lot of weed. So I don't remember a whole lot. I know, and I don't remember a lot, but I mean, I remember what I learned, obviously, but I don't remember sort of like my social interactions that much because I didn't really talk to a lot of people. I showed up to school, and then I would leave and go to work. Yeah, and yeah. I really didn't make friends with a lot of people, and I didn't really pay attention to the department very much. Mm-hmm. But um, now, as a TA, I really, really enjoy my male students. I enjoy my male students because, for some reason, art history has become a female-dominated field, and that's great. I think that's amazing. And I mean, I will say, I feel like it's somewhat female-dominated, at least in our kind of orbit. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that East I don't Coast think it's, it's like this still everywhere. But we are in the West. Well, and yeah. that's and that's the thing. It's it's super like yeah, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of a lot of females in the field. But it used to be all opposite, all males, opposite, all I, white males. Like that's all it was. Yeah, and it was like, and it just it just flipped. And I, I just think like. that this is a good time to be an art historian, is because there's a lot of interesting sort of changes in the field. The Definitely. field the field is in the midst of a radical change. We are on a precipice. I think Definitely. it's great, and I really enjoy that. And so I want to say. Personally, I've had really good experiences. I had this one student in the fall that just, like, made me so happy. He was like, I'm a freshman. I don't know what I'm even thinking about studying. You know, he told me this. He was like, I don't even know exactly what I want to do. But, you know, after having taken this class, and it was an ancient Mediterranean class, like a survey class. And he was like, you know, after having taken this class, I just had such a good time and... I just really enjoyed all of the material, and I think I want to major in art history. 
who knows if he changed his major by now. Mm -hmm. He was a freshman. But I was really, really glad because in our program, we have one man. Yeah. And that's, and he he wasn't even an anomaly. He was an anomaly. Like the (laughs) fact that we even got a male, like, grad student was a, there was a buzz in the department. And so what I'm getting at is that I hope that art history isn't turning into one of those fields that's relegated to being somewhat of a feminine field because not that that's bad, but I feel like it's been talked about in the sense that, oh, men are doing more majors in the sciences Mm -hmm. and in engineering and these sort of more like lucrative majors. And I don't like that. Yeah. Because the thing is, okay, so this big idea that you're, you're articulating here is that there is this stereotype that's happening about it being being like yeah a, a feminine field because there's this idea that it's just what like housewives do with their free time like oh, yeah. yeah your movie that you like what was shit Mona Lisa Smile yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which kind of addressed that in in, in a critical semi-critical way like they pose a lot of different options but that was a big one in that was yeah and 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 that's I mean that relationship that's a very (laughs) real stereotype right now it's that it's just it's just something that girl like that women do that girls it's just something girls do because they just like need to pick something and it's like super (laughs) annoying and that condescending question when people go so what are you gonna do with yeah. that? Oh my god! But if someone there's a different. I've had so many doctors out. ask me that over the years, and I'm like, you know what? Just look at my body and do what you need to do <laughs> for my body. Look at my no, body. Uh, stay in your lane. I'll do my art history. Stay thing. in your lane. You do your, <laughs> yeah, your body. Exactly. Stay in your One lane. of our our like favorite professors. She's our graduate advisor. She actually said this in a class that she was teaching one time, where she was like talk like because she very much wants like more people to be interested in art history even if you are like a science major like take an art history class and she should know because she went to MIT yeah exactly she understands it more than anyone that kind of having to justify it yeah yeah and um and she said something to the class she was like she was like great thing about art history you're never gonna get bored she's like i know a lot of surgeons i'm friends with a lot of surgeons they are so bored <laughs> or yeah insane. i thought you were talking about one time she was like when people ask you what you can do with art history you say anything i want yeah like exactly. that's the answer that's like, the beauty of it and that's like how yeah. i landed on it is because like i'm a hardcore wonder junkie like i'm obsessed with i want to learn everything mm-hmm. like i you could give me just like any documentary on anything and I'll be like totally jazzed about it like I'm just really into learning shit and art history allows for you to go so many places like so many places it's crazy just today in the midst of my research I found just um a whole series of books that people historians have written on uh Tijuana Bibles Tijuana Bibles are like the shitty name that Americans gave um, these just little like pamphlets of porn, like cartoon porn that span from the like 1920s up until like the 60s. Mm. And for some fucking reason, they're called Tijuana Bibles. <laughs> I guess because you can buy them in Tijuana. I don't know. I've never even been to Tijuana, but like I'm just saying, someone wrote a book about yeah. that. A book, like a whole book on 
these little porns mm-hmm. and like <laughs> little porns and how they like you know uh, like use pop culture like cartoon figures and yeah. turn them into porn. I mean, and someone wrote a whole book about that. You can write about whatever you want. Like you because can major in anything like yeah. in art history. Like whatever. It is. Everything you see and you exactly. look at really can fall under exactly. art history. And then you can even take it a whole nother level because you can start arguing shit. Like, once you get into performance art, you can start arguing about, like, all kinds of stuff that isn't even visual being art. And then yeah. you can, like, yeah. you can do Music falls under anything. art history in a lot of, yeah. like, smaller programs. Like, music students or musicology, like, I'm, I'm fucking this up. But you guys know what I mean. Like, <laughs> people who study the history of music fell under art history. It's just, you can go so many places. And, and I do think... Unfortunately, a lot of people don't take the opportunity that art history gives them, and like some people do, really boring work, like work in art history. It's just a real thing. Like <laughs> there so are lots of people as they do with any exactly. Discipline. There's a lot of fucking really boring art history work out there, and it's just like okay, like whatever. Um, and unfortunately, that like like has come to identify itself with what art history is, but it's like especially where we are now at this shift like you can do so many interesting things with it hence this podcast (laughs) yeah right right you get to you can do creative shit with it I I never would have guessed like once I I you know declared my major in college and I was like art history I don't know what I'll do with this but I do well in it and I need to get better grades you know, which is also a valid thing. If you like art history and you're good at it, fucking do it because it's nice to get good grades yeah, and that can apply to many other things. Oh, like, mm-hmm. yeah. um, <laughs> but if like time travel was a thing and someone were to find me in Oregon in 2010 <laughs> and they said, hey, you're going to be on a podcast in I'd the year like, 2016, what? 17, I'd be like, no way. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even really listen to podcasts back then, except for This American Life on Long Drives. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, it's classic, I didn't so. even, like, you guys got me into podcasts, I, like, didn't listen to podcasts at all. Wait, you, actually? Yeah. I, can't, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Know that. that. Yeah, yeah, I just assumed that. you were, like, born no. in the right <laughs> podcast. No. Okay, wait, okay, so. we need to give, like, a history of what happened, all right? Because no I'm one, so surprised by this. Yeah, so we need, you guys got me interested in podcasts. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't think that people know the story. Like, we all started together, and... I'm just going to speak from personal experience. When we started the program, um, I went into this grad program being like, is it going to be cutthroat? Like, do I have to be like a bitch? You know, like, I was freaking, <laughs> going to have to fuck some people up. I was like freaking out because I just heard that like art history programs were so competitive. And well, just academia in general yeah. is hella toxic. And so. I was, I was thinking like, I'm going to just be a lone wolf in a pack of bitches. <laughs> And I was freaking out, and then I just like ended it's up. Pack of I, I know this. I'm getting real, real, uh, real, real. But then I met like Jenny and Nat and Corey, and I actually met Corey first in all of our little like weird orientations that yeah. we went to, and we just kept seeing each other, and I was like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, we ran know, into each other, and I think it was like a library it was orientation. Like two or three or times. Yeah. So I was like, it's like, oh my god, you're here. Yeah, every time I saw her, I was like, hey, girl. <laughs> and like, and then I don't know, we all started, and it was, 
like a couple of months into the program. It was like a couple of weeks. Like, was it a couple of weeks? It was. I felt like it was pretty quick because I remember pretty quickly being like, I need to move to Davis because I actually like these people. Yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. in my mind. Oh, wasn't going to be bad because I was like, well, I don't know if I'll like that, it, like it there. I want to give props to Ginny for that because I remember it's like two weeks in and we had kind of clicked one time in the grad room. Oh, yeah. We had had like a moment. We were talking about the moon. Yeah. <laughs> we were, yeah. We were talking about that because it was the fucking the blood moon yes. triad. Oh, yeah. shit. We started grad school around the blood moon triad yeah. and so, yeah. So, we connected about the moon in the grad room and then like that week, Ginny sent out a text and was like, you guys want to get some drinks? Like, let's all be friends. And, like, and we did. And then we became friends. <laughs> And then we just like started drinking together, and then <laughs> and it we was just never stopped. We didn't stop, and then it was during a night of drinking, and not like getting like blasted. Okay, we're classy art history babes, and we drink wine, and we have intellectual. And sometimes we get blasted. And sometimes we get blasted. <laughs> They've so, heard. They know what it's sometimes like. Sometimes we. Sometimes um, someone will black out on Jenny's couch and um, <laughs> not remember like half of the episode that we recorded that night. That's okay. That episode was an, an, that was a an interesting time that was for a us all. But um, what I mean to say is that it was one, on one of those nights where we were all hanging out and drinking wine, Corey said, <laughs> we should make a podcast. And then we were all drunk and we were like, yeah! <laughs> and then when we were sober, Corey was like, hey, wait, that was a really good idea, and we should do that. And then we did, and now here we are. Yeah, I feel like you okay. just said our, like, history that should be on anything we ever make. We were drunk, and we were like, yeah! <laughs> and then Corey was like, no, but for real. <laughs> I want to make a comic strip about us. That's really how it happened, and that, that, that will be of, our first. No, that is how it happened. That's, that's accurate. I feel like, yeah, that's kind of that's how it went down. I don't know. So, like, crazy things can happen. Like, you would never know. Yeah. yeah. And I now, never thought 10,000 fucking people listen to this shit. <laughs> can't believe it. It's not. 10,000 angels. I can't believe it. Yeah, you all are angels. 10,000 um, pooty. For real. Yeah. Um, maybe we should take a quick break. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, we've been going on for a while. Uh, this is something. Um, okay. This is a good episode. <laughs> we got a lot to say. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a sec. Bye. talking about just like what it's like to be an art history student we're also all kind of we're all <laughs> a little fucked up but oh <laughs> so this is this mentally is, i'm getting there I, I, I just oh the oh i, I in terms of the mean. amount of substances in our body right we, now we have baby <laughs> <laughs> we love <laughs> yes um it's so just for 20 you have such a great Way with words. Man. You really do. That was perfect. Um, Thanks, guys. <laughs> so we're, this is very uh, stream of consciousness. We're kind of free flow in this one, but I, I think you're getting a lot of raw, real information. Um, <laughs> we're eating dark chocolate almonds so with good. sea salt and turbinado so so sugar. I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know either, but it's, they're pretty good. <laughs> they're real good. 
Um, but yeah, so we're just talking about our experiences um, <clears throat> and the whole moving forward with art history because we know it is a very like hard decision for Aww. a lot of people, and and there's so so much so much stigma. Um, so oh god, you guys. We've had a lot of variety and experience, though, which is kind of nice between the four of us. Oh, of, definitely. Like, deciding to go to grad school and, like, when we decided to do it and stuff. Yeah. So that's, we can offer some different perspectives. For real. For sure. For real. It, it yeah. really depends. Mm-hmm. Um, There's no right way. There yeah. definitely is no right way. There's no schedule you need to We all on. took a lot. We all took very different paths, and then the cosmos aligned themselves, and we ended up here at the exact right time to create this podcast for all of to you. To be here right now. So, it was ordained. It was. <laughs> exactly. Um, but grad school. Let's just maybe focus on grad school. What's, what's everyone's experience been like? What do you got to say? Oh, man. Okay. It's a hard time to ask that question. God, it right. is. And this is, you know, I'm, I'm trying to like remove I'm in despair. myself. It's right good now. that we're recording this episode right now because I feel like you guys are going to get like a real, honest. just honest yeah. opinion about what grad school is like. Um, I don't know. It depends. A, we can really only speak to a two-year terminal MA program. Yeah. So that right off the bat. If you decide to pursue a higher degree in art history, you're going to have to decide MA, PhD, or just MA. You can do the PhD later. And I'm before you continue, I'm going to just go ahead and say you should do the MA first. Oh, Lord. I'm just going to say yes, it's fucking Unless worth art it. history is like your passion and you've known and that you certain. wanted to be like a professor since you were 17 years old, mm-hmm. there are people like that. Some of our professors are like that. Unless that's the case and you have a really good grasp on all of what a PhD program in art history is going to entail, especially for art history, because like the thing about art history, from my perspective, is it's made up of a lot of masochists. So when <laughs> yep. you look at PhD programs in the humanities for other fields, they're like five, six years. The average for art history is eight to ten years. Now that's dependent on like how quickly you work. I'm not saying this to, like, freak you out, like, oh, God, I wanted to be Dr. Jessica Jones. But <laughs> you can really be... I really hope we have a listener you named Jessica Jones You can be Dr. Jessica Jones. You can be Dr. Jessica Jones. <laughs> just, just, like, if you have any um, doubts or if you know that you want to go to more school for art history but you're not sure if you want to commit that long of a chunk of time to art history, then... It is a good idea to go into a master's program. Now, the flip argument of that, because, like, obviously we're biased. We're in a master's program. I remember when I was starting to apply and I talked to this woman that had gone to the same um, college as me for undergrad and was in a Ph.D. program. And she told me the opposite, saying, like, obviously I'm biased. I'm in a Ph.D. program. I came right into this. But you get more funding, and it's not as expensive, and you have kind of more time to sort through things, whatever else she said. Um, she was very helpful. No, no knock to her. But anyways, I so yes, take it with that in mind that we are biased, but it is a good kind of halfway point to figure out, is this something that I want to continue to do? To do? Is this something that I need a break after I do this, or is this something that, like, I'm good, I'm going to see how I do in the job world and never go back to school again, which is fine. Yeah, and the beauty the beauty of a terminal MA is you have that option. You go to your you go to your MA, you do 2 years, 
you work your ass off, you get your degree, which has plenty of merit. Like getting an MA in art history can get you some legit jobs. Like it's not a throwaway degree by any means. In the art world, you can do a lot with that. And then you can keep going if you want to be Dr. Jessica Jones. Like yeah. it's not over. Like you then you go to a PhD program after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're probably more prepared for it because and you'll get through it faster, ex- ideally. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so you still have that option. Um, the thing that is good about the MA is you get to continue in this art history world. You get to really hone your skills. You get to really understand it, but you also have the option of doing something else. And I think like kind of, um, piggybacking off what Ginny said before deciding to do a PhD, like you kind of have to say to yourself, like, I could not be happy doing anything else. Yeah. And it's like if you like step back and go like I would be really happy doing I don't know, who knows, maybe you were a kindergarten teacher for a while and you like really liked it, you know? Like if you could be happy doing that, then you have to think really long and hard about going to a PhD. Not trying to say not like don't do it, but it's just like it's the type of thing that it needs to literally be all you can see yourself doing to go, especially to go straight into it. Yeah. To do it right away. Because if you do the MA, you still have that option later. Well, and you're not saying that from a judgmental place, too. You're saying it from we've all thought about that because we have exactly. all yeah. considered it. So Exactly. We just know that it's something that takes thought and, yeah, it's it's a thoughtful decision. And if it's not... You're going to be miserable. Like, yeah. You will be. Yeah. You will yeah. be unhappy. It's yeah. not something that is fun. I don't think anyone does it because it's fun. No. <laughs> I, I, no. I've yet to meet someone who did it because they just thought it would be a fucking In a blast. weird way, I kind of, that was kind of my MA, but I don't think I'd go into a PhD program that way. But I did, I was like, yeah, I'll just keep doing art history school. Mm. Like, yeah, I was like, and at the time I applied to this program, I was working at a fucking ski resort as a bartender. Mm. It's like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do art history school. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna I like do- ski <laughs> I like that it's art history school. I was like, the maybe- air was really thin up there, guys. <laughs> Yeah. I was like making my like I was making my like hot buttered rums and like and people like rich ass people be like like what's your what are you doing here? What's your thing? And I was like, I'm gonna go to history school and (laughs) Well you know, okay, so what's beautiful about art history school (laughs) is that please remind me. I I wanna remind you. You know, um art history school. God damn. (laughs) What is beautiful about art history school? So, here's the beauty. You can graduate. (laughs) I know. That was a long build-up. You can graduate in two years, and you basically have a bitchin' writing sample. Yeah. Truth. Truly bitchin'. It is so bitchin'. It was your master's thesis. And this piece of writing can get you into a really good PhD program and can get you a lot of funding and you can get out of your PhD program fast because maybe you didn't have to spend a bunch of time TAing because maybe you just got a bunch of fellowships and stipends mm-hmm. or maybe, you know, you, you're able to get into a really, really, really good program that like facilitates you graduating faster mm-hmm. because you have 
already this leg up among fellow applicants where you Mm -hmm. have this piece of writing that's been polished, it's been looked at usually by at least three professors, and you've been obsessing over it for a year as opposed to how many of us apply to a master's program Mm -hmm. with usually a writing sample from something that we did in undergrad. Yeah, Yeah. which was garbage. My undergrad (laughs) paper... My undergrad paper that got me into this program should not have gotten me into this program. I mean, it wasn't it, like horrible. It was it, garbage, though. <laughs> yeah. It was It just wasn't that good. It's, there were some good ideas in there, but yeah, it was right. like garbagey. Like it yeah. was like not. I mean, we also say, should like give a disclaimer <laughs> that we are being like heavily criticized yeah. in every manner right now. Yeah. So of course we're gonna call anything that we did before this time garbage. But the cool thing. I'm going to go home tonight and look at what I wrote earlier today and be like, this is garbage. <laughs> my thesis co- draft was quote unquote Your called. Thesis crap. My, my thesis. Down my list. Anyway, um, it was literally quoted as, this is a mess. <gasps> Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go if you go into grad school, not even to start history, I think this happens across the board. Um, If you go into grad school, you're probably going to run into some overly critical bitches, and you (laughs) especially with all that estrogen, man. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta like. You just gotta not take it personally. That's one thing I've learned in grad school. Is like you have to decide. You have to get a thick skin. You you do. You have to get a thick skin, and you also have to realize like just because a professor said something, that doesn't make it right. Like they're not fucking Jesus Christ. Like they just because they Jesus probably got some things wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yeah. So (laughs) let's be real. Um, (laughs) But for real though, like, so you, one thing that's been great about grad school for me personally is learning, like, before grad school, there was a desire to just like please everyone and want to be a really mm. model student. And it's like, you get to grad school and you, you learn, you're not going to please everyone. Yeah. And that's okay. If you please like two people, that's a success because you can write the same paper and have the same topic and get different responses yeah. just depending on, on the professor yeah. mm-hmm. truly and and especially when you get to people who are more specialized because they're really if we're going to be honest most of them are really only interested in what they are interested in and yeah. in their research <laughs> it's rare to find <laughs> people who are still really curious and like really interested yeah. um there are not many and the one of the few i can think of right now is a man and so in our program, though, they're hard to come by. Aww. But, like... And that's another thing you have yeah. to take into consideration, which, with going further with academia, um, whether it's an MA, PhD, and it's something... Because all of us, we kind of touched on it before, but all of us, at one point, were planning on going on a PhD Yeah. Program. And all of us, it's it's <laughs> open, it could happen, yeah. but none of us are doing it next no. year. Nope. So, like, it's very much like, you know, our minds have... have changed over time but one thing you have to be really aware of in academia is like it's real easy to get bogged down in your own research yeah and to think for some reason what you're writing is the most important thing in the world and I'm just gonna like all my academics out there it's not like whatever you're writing it's not that important it's probably cool but it's not that fucking important you know what I mean you're not the shit yeah so you know we're all writing shit that we think is like super important and then you like have that day where you're like this actually isn't 
that important though. Like, like it's just huge crisis. Yeah, (laughs) because it's just not. So, big piece of advice I would say with going further in academia, grad school, I don't know, all the way professor level. If you're doing research, Mm -hmm. stop thinking what you're doing is that fucking important. Because it's it just It sounds like it would make you depressed to think that way, but it, tr- it does it the opposite. Yeah. To remind yourself that it's not important makes you feel, like, more confident and more comfortable with what you're doing. Because if you put that pressure on it to be something that matters, quote-unquote, then and you, I, you get crippled. I, exactly. And I was definitely the type of person, when I came into this program, I, I don't know, in the back of my head, I was going to solve the, all the problems of the well, universe. Well, you're kind of on your way to doing that, so you're not a very good example, actually. I know. <laughs> your, I mean, your paper I, is very relevant and could actually, like, help bring to light some solutions. I mean, so. maybe, but it's still not that important. Like, I mean, just because it's cool. I get what you're saying. Well, yeah, like, I thought time. I came in thinking I was gonna, I was gonna fucking figure it out. Like, <laughs> I was gonna figure everything out because, like, it's just that big of a deal. And, like, you get... You just get to a point where you're like, that's not going to happen, and that is okay. And a lot of that, I feel like, is because what, especially, like, American society bases important research on is, like, you're going to cure a disease. Yeah, exactly. You're, you know, on par with the political events of what's going on, and you do, and, and, and all that is important. But I feel like what happens a lot of times is, like, importance is kind of equated with relevance. And that's where art history we have this kind of tendency to defend ourselves, especially when our, you're doing research in art history that isn't actually contemporary. So like when we say it's not important, like it is important in terms of just working on like educating myself when I'm writing for myself. And like I can talk about it to people and occasionally you'll talk about it to someone who's like really interested in it. And that is important. It's not important in terms of its you know, not going to make some immediate change in the world. It's not going to be, like, broadcasted on news stations or whatever. But we don't need that shit. We didn't look for that shit anyways. We wouldn't be in art history if we were. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like, definitely it's good to kind of be like, my research is not the end-all be-all. But it still plays a part in, like, an important kind of aspect of like education and visual and teaching us how to research and be interested in things and be curious especially with the two-year program where we're not entrenched in one topic for a decade I think that also kind of makes it easier to take take the parts from this program that are applicable in anything else yeah for sure to kind of sum that idea up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote the great Mahatma Gandhi. Oh, please! <laughs> Just and it was also quoted in a fucking movie with Robert Pattinson. But um, <laughs> um, that's weird. I know, right? I actually just watched it recently. What was it called? It's about oh shit. What was it called? It's about nine eleven. Remember me. Remember me. Does he I do an American accent? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Does he do a good job? Yeah, he's fine. He's not. A, like, it's corny, I'm, but I loved that movie when I was younger. Okay, I there I there I, I watched it for the first time like last week. There were moments so, so much of it I hated. Like so much I was like, this could have been done so well. But there are things about it that are really interesting. I think that's what makes me mad about the movie. It could have been really fucking yeah, good. Like the plot, it could have been really good. What's the quote? <laughs> Thank you. I'm just no, waiting to hear it. Like, just, I was just going like, off on a Robert Pattinson.
acid tangent. Okay, um, okay, so anyways, the quote is, whatever you do will be insignificant, but it's very important that you do it. There we go. I like that. And that what took Gandhi few words took me a million <laughs> words. And that's what it is. It's like, yeah, you should still fucking do it. I'm not trying to discourage you from doing it. Yeah. I also just think part of being an adult is realizing it doesn't fucking matter. But you do need you need to do it though. Yes. Like you just because it doesn't matter, you still need to do that shit. Do the thing. You need to do the thing because I, not doing the thing that's suicide. Like you need to do the thing. I was just listening to a podcast where shoot they were interviewing someone and it was a it was a musician and they were saying how like people people who write songs a lot of times and especially songs that are based on their life like they don't do it for any other reason than like they couldn't survive if they didn't exactly. like that it's a survival method that you have to that you have this thing inside of you and I think a lot of artists across the board, music or otherwise, Creative would people. relate to this, that you do it because there's something that needs to come out and you have to do it. It's not a cry, and especially in, you know, modern, modern contempt art and stuff, people try and act like, you know, it's a cry for attention or like there's all these like subtexts that are just dumb, but like it's a, it's a true impetus that people can't explain. You have to. Yeah. No, for sure. Because going back to super chill ski resort bartender Corey like it was like it was a great time in my life it was like really chill it was super fun I met some of the coolest people and I loved it but I was really excited to go to art history school yeah because it was gonna fulfill something in my soul that needed to come out exactly and that's at the end of the day that's all that matters you gotta follow that feeling like if you are compelled to like go on like a program or apply to grab like you should do it unless or you're do like any any yeah, yeah. whatever it is it doesn't yeah. have to be art history no or, yeah of course i know i had the same feelings like i took a big break between um undergrad and my program like and big break was four years and four years doesn't sound like a very long time but it is a lot can like, happen in four years Four years was crazy times for me, and I was like, ah, like I was just out there, and I was working a nine to five. And when I wasn't at work, I was just doing whatever the fuck. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> I, was, I was partying. I was like going to metal shows, and I was just like, yeah. And then, like at some point, I realized like what these earlier versions of yourself. And it's I wish real. I, knew that. I, was, I mean, you guys think I'm wild now? Like you don't even. <laughs> what my 20s were like and so I was just being wild a lot and I just thought at some point I don't want to be working in a lab for the rest of my life because that's what I was doing I had a good job in the sense that my job mattered I make sure that your food isn't covered in poison that's a good that's job fucking that's, that's a very practical yeah like job. you know you guys I appreciate there, that you do you that too. for me yeah. yeah like I'm I'm like hey this shit came over from Rwanda and I want to make sure that there isn't poison all over it because we import stuff and mm. it's like a big deal so I felt like I had an important <laughs> job but it was the kind of job that I could go home and clock out and then go be my crazy dude self. and that's like a good feeling like it I is a good there's feeling. a part of me that definitely misses yeah. those moments where it's like yeah, I gotta get up and I gotta be at work at eight a.m. <laughs> yeah. and I gotta do it all day. And sometimes I work do double my shifts. Goddamn job! I gotta do my yeah. thing. I gotta deal with with customers and drunk people, and I gotta work yeah. hard. Yeah. But you, at the end of it, 
I clock out, it, I take my fucking it. tips, yeah. and I leave. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have to think about this no. until my next shift. And that that is an, that was that's really a good, good feeling. And that's I, a good feeling. I enjoyed that a lot. But you know what? Four years later, <laughs> I was really starting to feel like, well... You know, I've kind of stopped getting raises. I still was getting raises, but they were very small. And I was like, can I really live like this for the rest of my life? And, you know, the job is dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's a dangerous ass job. Like it's in a lab and we work with all kinds of crazy chemicals and stuff could just blow up and I could just die. And so it is, it was dangerous. And so I really did have that feeling like I need to do something more. I have a brain that wants to do things and I should like explore that. Yeah. And so if you have feelings about like pursuing a higher education, even if it isn't in a program, you know, you should do it because if you are not content, if you're doing the same thing every day and you do have that feeling like I'm supposed to be doing something more, yeah, then go for it. And that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. Exactly. You know? I, and I feel like a lot of people ignore when their brains want to do higher things. And it's like, you can't, that's like our lifeblood. Yeah, like that is yeah. what life is. Like I, I, I don't know. I'm getting kind of sentimental, but I, it's real. Like that is what life is at the end of the day. When you're on your deathbed, you're going to ask yourself if you followed those desires yeah. like and that is what's important that you're challenging yourself that you're growing that you're changing that you're not just staying in the same job because it's comfortable if you rest you rust and Ooh. that is real whoa <laughs> yeah 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 i yeah. saw that on the back of a senior citizens of subaru at the co-op and i was like girl that is so true um <laughs> i'm serious um, it was a bumper sticker. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is that, like, if you're in your... That's the kind of senior citizen I want to be. Yeah. If you're 50 or above and you have feelings about wanting to go and get your master's, do it. There's a girl in our yeah. program who is in her 50s and she has a teenage daughter who sounds amazing. I want to meet yeah. her. Yeah. Um, but our our program mate is just so awesome. She's so cool, her. you guys. Yeah. Like, she is the coolest woman, and she's like... She's, like, from Italy. And she went to Burning Man. And, like, she's... One yeah. of my favorite quotes from her in talking about us writing our thesis, she was like, I would rather give birth again than write this thesis. <laughs> and I was like, shit. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, I, know, damn. I know we have some, like, older listeners out there, which we, like, mad appreciate. Like, that's so great. Like, if you want to go back to school, do it. Like, it's... Or even just go to, to take the classes. Yeah. If you don't care about the degree, you could audit, audit that things. shit. I love having, um, like, adults in classes who audit because they're curious and they, they want to be there. They're usually it's not the best students. Yeah, yeah exactly. actually, like, they're curious. They want to know. They want to learn. It's such an active choice, which you get with some undergrads. Oh, definitely. Not, not all of them. Um, but, which... like, there's, there's a stigma, and I understand being like afraid of it but like coming from our perspective as people in their 20s in grad school we all have mad respect for the 50 year old woman in our program like she is yeah, she, amazing like yeah, she's so responsible for another human yeah like we like, can't imagine <laughs> and she's doing what I we're doing i can't even take care of myself so like. if if you are in some way like 
like deterred from higher education for that reason, you shouldn't be. Because I promise you the younger people in your program have so much respect for you. Yeah. They just do. Like it's a it's a badass move and like you should take it. Cause I think there's nothing cooler than people like redoing or like rebranding themselves in their like fifties. Like I want to do that. I'm I living in there. I plan to do that. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like when I'm in my fifties, if I decide I want to be like a geneticist, like that'd be amazing. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, oh, no. I'm a ceramicist when I'm in my fifties. Right. I'm gonna make like huge coil pots. Yes. And just- me too. <laughs> I'm gonna have like a yeah, and I'm gonna have crazy Some long. Milk. Yeah. I'm gonna have. Fucking dreadlocks. Yeah, I'm gonna have crazy long gray hair, and I'm gonna read tarot cards. And I'm you're basically just gonna you're shifting your life as a witch. We're about to break the fucking table. Yeah, right. No, but I'm gonna get like real witchy. Is basically yeah. the plan. Like that is my like when I think about myself in my 60s, I'm just gonna get real witchy with mm. things. Like I'm just gonna go full force. I can't wait. Um, I feel like you sh- you would do really well to join like a cover band yeah on a tambourine yes like i think that would be that a good great. like retirement move for you <laughs> Learn, yeah you, like hoop you could be like a performer i want to do that like now like that's yeah like, but that's like, like now you would do it like in a little more of a contemporary sense and yeah. then later on you would do it for the cover bands <laughs> that's like literally like a backup plan i'm like so okay so we got the podcast we're gonna figure out a way to make money off that maybe people start paying me to, like, hoop at shows. Like, those are, like, my life plans. I hate you. Like, if I just was a babe with money, I'd just be like, yeah. I Literally. Corey, I'm turning 40. Come hoop at my party. Yeah. (laughs) I learned crazy party when I turned 40, so. Y'all are invited. (laughs) All of you. All 10,000. All all 10,000 of you are invited. (laughs) Everyone come to my 40th birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) It's in 12 years. TBA on location. <laughs> 12, years. Twelve years. Oh shit. Years. <laughs> oh shit. That's, oh shit's gonna be. We're all realizing. It. <laughs> no. Oh, Jenny's face right now. She's having oh. a moment. Um, so we we went far. We've left. gone so many directions tonight. It's been really fun. This has actually been a really fun episode. This is too. such a good episode. It's a good episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we enjoy recording it. But um. In terms of, okay, so grad school, like, if you got to do it, you should definitely do it. Like, don't want to deter anyone from doing it. Because we, we got really lucky, and we found, we found each other. And, like, and it got, and it was, like, even if, even if going forward, I don't do a PhD, and even if I, like, go into a completely different field, like, this needed to happen. So, like, if it's what you need to do, just do it. Whatever happens after that, happens after that. Um, and that goes for anything. You yeah. Know, not even art history grad school, just for whatever. Maybe we're not knocking scientists. Like, if that's not your jam, go back to school for that. Like, regardless, you may just meet, like, the coolest people. Exactly. Yeah. And you may end up with a podcast. I met yeah. some, I feel like I've met, like, my golden girl. You know, because I've been watching hella golden. Yeah, yeah, you have. You have. I really yeah. am. I yeah. snap about it. You said that really emotional one I last night. It was a deep episode. Dude, it sometimes like. I get really deep. We are gonna be like the golden. We're gonna That's be like, gonna happen. We're gonna be still recording this Travel when we're like hell old, like as old again. people. It's gonna be really cute. So like, <laughs> don't forget about us. Uh, <laughs> don't you? Okay. Um, <laughs> but but I feel like just. 
just trying, I'm trying to be like pragmatic. What are a few more just like. Make friends. It's important. Have, make sure that you still maintain some semblance of a social life and that you make time to do fun shit and see other places and kind of get out of the bubble of wherever you go to grad school. bubbles. Yeah. Bubbles. It really, really helps. It really does. Don't, don't, do not try to (laughs) not make an arch enemy but if you do just be very like cool and coy and like just be the bigger person all the time i'm just speaking from what it would feel like i don't have an arch enemy. it's been great but i just know that those things happen those yeah. things do happen and if, if you find yourself in a situation where you are like in a serious rivalry with somebody just always be very like uh, like be don't, very Michelle Obama. Yeah, yeah. Like playing yeah. a lot and like just being. Don't get competitive because the thing is, like, don't. getting competitive. All that does is suggest that there is some part of you that feels you need to be competitive, Which and is it's insecurity. It's insecurity. So if you're not competitive, you're just Word. if you're just feeling what you're doing, you end up looking way better. There's no weird tension. Mm-hmm. It the whole thing's better. So don't get competitive. And the other person who's trying to be competitive with you will waste so much look, energy trying to get you to compete and failing. <laughs> so and it'll be, it'll be like a funny little sitcom in the background of your life. They just, yeah. yeah, they just look mad dumb. Yeah. Like... So dumb. If you're insecure, just deal with that shit <laughs> in a constructive manner. Okay? Just fucking deal with it. Because <laughs> honestly, like, hold it in like the rest oh. of us. You know, all of us have obviously levels of insecurity <laughs> that's a natural human feeling but if you're an insecure person just deal with it on your own and don't expect other people to give a shit about your constant insecure feelings because no one will care and you're gonna be in a bad way I think so at, at the just, end of the day, what I mean, I feel like what we all try and live and rep and like our whole thing is like just own your own life. Like just fucking own it. Yeah. It's your life. Literally, it's just your life. Like don't do anything because anyone else tells you to. Don't make any big decisions because anyone else tells you to or anyone else thinks it's a bad decision or it's not pragmatic or whatever. Who cares? Like it's your time. It's your, it's how you use your existence. Like just do it and own it and then do the next thing. Like that's really what it comes down to. I think. I almost feel like a lot of the advice that we're giving people doesn't make sense right now (laughs) because they're not in it. So if you're hearing this and you're not in a grad program, you're probably like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, why are they saying all this? But trust me, <laughs> this is real. And it will, like, I feel like it could listen to it again. I feel like, I don't know, yeah, exactly. I feel like we're being very, like, I hope so. vague and, I like, so. yeah, and, and, I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I think we stopped talking about art history a long time ago. I think we personal politics. <laughs> if someone has serious questions about, like, applying to a program or, like, really actual more... Um, like concrete questions, then let us know. We could do like a way shorter episode on that. I mean, applying to a program, it's basically just do your best at everything they need from you, obviously. Try and give them a really good writing sample. Try and make sure you've got some stellar um, letters. recommendation letters. letters. Like, yeah. Make sure, ask, 
ask professors that like you for recommendation yes. letters because they will write you a bomb letter. Like yeah. they they want you, you know, to just ask good professors for recommendation letters. Oh. That's huge. Be um, known, be known as the undergrad. Yeah. So that the professor can so actually, they actually say some yeah. like actual shit about you, yeah, not just professors. Yeah, exactly. And make your intentions known if you're an undergrad and you want to do grad school, like be like, I'm on this path and more likely than not, the professor's going to take you under their wing and be yeah. like, oh, this is one of my people, yeah. you know? So, um... Professors live for that Yeah, shit. exactly. So, make that shit known. You know, do your best on your GRE, but don't stress about it. It's not that big of a deal. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I found out I had to do it, like, two days before the due date, so I didn't study, and I went after, like, a full day of class and work, and I just... It, it was bad. Just do yeah. your best. It's it fine. bad. It's fine. And I still um, made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Try and be really pointed in your, like, the whole, like, why am I applying to this program? Try and be interesting, I guess. Um, Yeah, I mean, I feel like that stuff is just any application process. Yeah, yeah. applications suck. And they always will. You feel like a show pony. Yes. And And it's the worst. All at once. But once you send them all in, I remember, like, when I had applied for all my grad programs and I was living in a different city with friends from college who weren't applying at the time for grad school, and I would just have to, like, not go out sometimes. And then I'd be like, I'm done, bitches. And I went and had <laughs> some, like, really delicious tapalaya, which was, like, yeah. basically a restaurant of Cajun and tapas food. It was delicious. That and That sounds amazing. Dude, yeah, I had, once again, I keep coming back to it, ski resort bartender Corey was applying to grad school. I wish I'd have known you. I mean, I can make it happen again. It's fine. Shots. Yeah, shots. <laughs> Is there also a thing where you do like ski shots? Is that what? Shot it's... ski. Shot ski. Oh wait. Someone. You're that? right. No, you're right. Where you put you shot can't... glasses on a ski. I've never done it. Oh, you have Stand no. side by side. Mm-hmm. Like and you all up. do it all together. Yeah. yeah. That's you can fit like four or five of a ski. Um, but I, I did it one time. I did. <laughs> well, shot Shot skied. But yeah, I was applying to grad programs while I was there, and I worked my ass off, like, getting shit in on time. I, like, applied to this program, like, an hour before it was due. I got it all done, and I, like, worked my ass off, and then I went to a party in a fucking, like, gorgeous, like, ski chalet, and everyone was just, like... You know, they're just living. They were. It was like a nineteen eighties like like ski resort movie. That's you know, <laughs> that reminds me. Have you seen that episode of It's Always Sunny? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's so real, you guys. Like that is ski culture, and I love it. <laughs> but like, I'm not even a skier. But I just like got to like watch all of this. But. Yeah, and so, like, I, I did my thing, and then I, like, went to the party, and I got to be part of that, and so, like, the whole, I don't know, like, do your thing, but you can be a part of other stuff, too. You don't have to just be an art historian, yeah. like. We you, all have lives outside of yeah, this Yeah, you can, like, you, <laughs> you can have other experiences that, you know, you might come to grad school, and people will be like, that's weird that you did that, and you're like, okay, and then that's that. <laughs> I know, I just found out that the lead singer of this extreme <laughs> death metal band that I'm really into got his fucking master's in anthropology. Dope. I'm the lead singer from Nile. No. Oh, that would be too perfect. No, he's an origin. Oh. Cool name. He's, origin. He's very cute. <laughs> 
I'm gonna see him tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna be like, um, hey. <laughs> but yeah, so at the end of the day, like, we all love art history, and we love art, and we love the arts, and we love expression of humans in artistic ways, but we also just have regular lives, and so... We're just regular Joes. Yeah, so, I mean, if you decide this is the path you want to go on, like, you just kind of, you just have to go with it, and... And, and we're very, like, let's be real. We're out here on the West Coast. We're totally rocking those West Coast, like, let's just go with the flow vibes. Like, that's very, like, a thing that, like, oh, we yeah. embody. Forgot about that. <laughs> you know, because we're all from the West Coast. So, like, that's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the outsider. Corey's not, though. Corey's you fit in very well. See, that's why you Corey do. even notices that this is a thing, because we would not. We're just like, this is just the way people I are. I forget you're not from. Yeah, I have an outside eye, and I, I like it here for that reason but west coast vibes are a very real thing um and cool, cool. people in other places aren't always so like it just is what it is <laughs> like um what did as, they say <laughs> what what is what this is, isn't what it is <laughs> well i don't want it to be this way i don't you hoser that's <laughs> Sorry, Canada. <laughs> so that is probably coming through in all of this, our, like, trying to be chill about things. But I also think that that's just a way healthier way to, mm-hmm. like, approach life. Like, do your work and do it, but, like, but you need to just, like, be well, chill, too. It comes back to you reminding people that it's not as important as we would like to believe exactly. sometimes. You know, it's all tied up in the same idea. Just don't take anything too seriously. For real, though. Don't let it be your life. Because this isn't your life. This is just a part of your life. Yeah. You know? I think a lot of, especially, you know, once you reach that professor level, I feel like everything about who you are is, I'm Mm -hmm. a professor, I'm a professor, I'm a professor. And I also think... That's something that deters me, kind of. Exactly. Seeing how people kind of lose their identity. Or... You can tell that that was their identity to start. That they either had, they were the type of person that belonged in that role, or they slowly became that role. Like, it's hard to tell. Who's to say? But no, yeah, the the whole thing, yeah, like, in in some way it kind of deters me, but it's, it's the, like, I think moving forward just in academia, we're all going to be better off if, people stop taking themselves so seriously. You know what I mean? So I mean this in like a way bigger sense than art history. Like I think we're all going to be better off as a society if we just stop. Like we live in a crazy age of information. We have it all at our fingertips all the time. Like there's no reason to take yourself so seriously. And I think that we're at a weird transition period Mm -hmm. just in history right now like there's no doubt in my mind that in 100 years this period is a big transition it's like the industrial revolution Mm -hmm. like that's happening right now you know it's like a big transition period and I think and you can take it or leave it whatever but I just think academia will be a lot better off if people stop losing their identities in it or stop you know like you need to be a human that's also interested in xyz mm-hmm. you know instead of just being a person that's like like be multifaceted like, yeah that's okay <laughs> it's okay to be balanced it's and don't let make 
don't let people make you feel bad for not devoting your whole life to one thing. Yeah, for real, like that's, though. That's dumb, and it needs to stop. Yeah, and we're past you heard, it. You heard it here. You heard it, you heard it here. <laughs> Her first, folks. Yeah. Our history made. Stop it. Shit's dumb. Just- <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. Okay, we've been so we've been talking time. for yeah. forever. Um, well, like, uh, 15 minutes is already cut, and other stuff's going to get cut. So, okay. Because we had that huge break. Where we just so you guys might not quite be sick of us yet, but getting close. Well, I don't know. To, re- <laughs> to, to, to recap, to recap, grad school. All right. So undergrad, major in art history. If you are finding that you're doing very well in art history and you're having a very good time doing art history, major in art history. Um, if you decide that you want to go on to a grad program, think about an MA as opposed to a PhD. Yeah. Because Paula. it's, you know, you, you want to give yourself options. Uh, don't commit for a long time. Uh, preferably just because, you know, we're young people and we shouldn't be committing to shit for a really long time. You never know what's going to happen. Um, and that's just a problem our generation has. That's anyway. just real, we just can't do that. We're just like, nah. It's like, too long though. There's so too many commit, options. Commitment phobes. I yeah. know. I know. But you know phobes. what? Like, just think about it. Um, <laughs> well, no, if you are a commitment phobe, then don't commit to something like that. Yeah, there's like, there's yeah. so many options yeah. in the world. Like, it's just, consider them all. You know. Yeah. And so if you end up up where we are at the moment, we're so up. Oh, we're just so high up right now in our <laughs> stress castle. <laughs> But if you find yourself in the stress castle, um, don't take yourself so seriously, okay? Like, it'll be okay. You'll get it done. You don't have to change the fucking world. You're smart and beautiful. You is smart. You is important. You matter. Um, and just, <laughs> okay, you went off, off the... I know. But I like I just, script. I know. I'm, I'm just I'm pretending so, that you guys are talking to me right now. I'm just so like, I really, really I'm need just, this. I'm like, right? Thanks. You're so zany and off the cuff. Um, <laughs> you are. Oh my god. Um, if you she's so zany. She's so crazy. Resort Corey is here to stay. <laughs> if you decide to go to art history school, <laughs> just make sure that you don't take yourself so seriously and, like, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> and here's your drink. Yeah. Um, Body yeah. shots. Shots. <laughs> Shots, shots. <laughs> God, this is such a goofy episode. Um, I, I don't have anything left to say. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I don't know that we really got into a lot of detail, but <laughs> but if you want to hear it, request it. Honestly, you guys, on. for real, this episode was for us. <laughs> if you're listening and if you you're enjoy still it, here. then I'm so happy, and I feel like you really care about us. But, <laughs> and you know us a little better than but you did this, before. This episode was for us, so I hope you enjoyed it. We had a really good time. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, that's about yeah, it. Yeah, what more is there to say? There really isn't much more to say. <laughs> We're on another level tonight, so, I mean, some of you, I hope, stuck with us. Um, but thanks for listening. We love you. We love you. We'll be back with, you know, our more typical vibe. But, I don't know, we should, I feel like we should do these every once in a while. Yeah, that's nice. Let us know what you think. 
Yeah. <laughs> Some people just like ridiculousness, and I jive with those people. But if you're like, I want serious stuff, then we'll, and we'll, warn, we'll balance it out. We'll warn you in the description yeah. which one it is. This yeah. one is silly. This and is goofy. Yeah. Um, but it, the word of the night, zany. Zany. <laughs> <laughs> those zany art history babes. Oh, <laughs> I really hope that shows up in a review. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. But thank you all for listening. Um, this was hella fun for us, so hopefully that <laughs> translated. Um, hopefully you're having a nice 420 out there and, like, celebrating however you need to, however that Dude, entails. you know what sucks is they're not going to hear it on 420. I know. Isn't that nice but okay. I hope you had a nice 420. Exactly, and I hope when you listen to this, it reminds you of what a good time you had. Yeah. Have a great Earth Day. Oh, yeah, oh, Earth yeah. Day is a thing, that's too. coming up. That's my that brother's birthday. Earth Day is a solid day. Earth Day birthday. Oh. Isn't that cute? That was one of his birthday parties one year. We went to a place where they had like rescue animals and stuff and the kids got to like see us. And we called it the Earth Day birthday. That is so precious. And just like my heart is warm. Yeah. Earth Day birthday. Anyway. All right, you guys. I hope you have a great night. We did it. We did it. Have a good time. Have a good time. From Cabernet to Montclair, they're here to slay the art history babes. I was thinking, like, I'm going to just be a lone wolf in a pack of bitches. And I was freaking out. And then I just, like, ended up... A pack of bitches. I know. This